Hi, this is Julie Hyde. Thanks for joining me on Making Account, a podcast dedicated to inspiring leaders and business owners to be even better leaders, to create a great culture, empower their people, and be more productive. So let's get into it. Hey, it's Julie Hyde here, the host of the Making Account podcast. I wanted to give you some tips for leading a remote workforce, given what is going on in our world at the moment, to hopefully relieve some cognitive load from you and to give you some tips to really successfully lead your team at this time. Wow. I think uh, it's needless of me to say that things have really dramatically changed in the business world in the past couple of weeks. Very, very quickly. Wowzers. We are experiencing unprecedented times right now because of the COVID-19 virus. And needless to say, it's forcing us to think very differently about our business, our team, and our delivery. It's challenging everything we know because it's evolving so rapidly and we're having to adjust every day. It is all very consuming. And not only are we managing the disruption it's causing to our business, which we, we have managed before, we're managing an escalated level of fear, uncertainty, health, financial hardship, but we're managing the unknown. The most important is we are having to manage the emotional impact that this is having on our people. And to be honest, many of us aren't equipped to do this. People are scared. They're scared for their health, their family, in their jobs. And this is a heightened level of fear, which is exacerbated by the media. But it is something that is um, a leader's reality. And it's something that we have to try and manage in the best way that we possibly can. It, It presents challenges that leaders haven't had to face before let alone forcing a good majority to change how they work. And it's, it's crazy times. And I've been working with many of my clients around how do we transition a workforce that, who work together and collaborate together to be completely working remotely. How do we manage that? This is very different to a flexible working arrangement. This is completely off-site 100% of the time for the unforeseeable future? How do we manage a workforce where we can't work remotely? What happens there? And how do we manage this from a people and business perspective? What happens if the workforce is stood down? Or, you know, the worst case scenario happens and we need to let people go. These are all massive issues consuming leaders' thoughts right now. And leading a remote workforce can be a first for many leaders and also a huge challenge if you haven't done it before. So I thought to take away some of the further cognitive strain of thinking about the best way to do this, I wanted to share my experience of leading a remote workforce. I led a team of 130 people spread geographically across Melbourne I had 26 direct reports with only two working directly with me. So this is something that I have good experience with and have had great success with too. And it's something that I was just used to, but it's a very different dynamic for those that haven't done it before. 
And so I thought I'd share some tips with you to enable you to do this really well also. Because for business owners and leaders, there can be a sense of feeling like you're losing control because you can't see people or um, or see what they're doing. It's the same for your culture. So as you're not physically seeing people, you might not be able to get a sense uh, for how they're doing. And of course, your results. How do we keep people productive and how do we keep them accountable to what they are meant to be doing and how do we know that they have enough work to go on with in the future you know there could be a trigger where we're um, paying people to work from home and that they are productive but there may come a time where we need to transition people onto uh, annual leave for example or even leave without pay if they're not um, if they haven't got enough work to do so it's really important that we know where people at uh, at. Now, these are all really uh, real and relevant concerns. And as I said, I've got some tips here for you to alleviate some of the concern for you. Now, my first tip is to keep things as normal as much as possible. Now, you're going to be thinking, well, that's really, really hard because normal is having people in the office and now I have people working from their home. And I completely understand that. So what I mean by this is if you have meeting structures in place, maintain that virtually. Uh, So if you have a Monday morning meeting, for example, hold that virtually, whether that be via Zoom or via Teams or via Slack or some way that you can actually get the team together and have a visual of people and be able to see how they're doing. So enabling the team to connect together. If you have meetings um, around like strategy or sales meetings or uh, resourcing, anything like that, keep that in place virtually. So basically you're maintaining the same structure. If you have Friday afternoon drinks, for example, keep that in place and get the team together on a Friday afternoon and have a virtual drink, um, you know, a wine over, um, over over Zoom or over Teams or whatever it might be for you. But just keeping that structure in place can provide a sense of comfort and and a sense of routine for people to just keep doing as they're working from home. And it also provides a really good chance for people to connect. The second thing is around communication. Now, this is your absolute key to success. Your level of communication is um, what is going to enable you to I connect with your people, keep your finger on the pulse and um, really understand where, where things are at. And what you need to be doing right now is communicating with your people more than you ever have before. And this is so you can keep them informed and across what is going on and be able to share information real time and enable them to ask questions. Uh, Enable them to feel that they're connected to you and the business and each other. Try and eliminate some of the fear and wonder 
as to what's going on. And when people are wondering what's going on, they will often feel that with their feel that with their own assumptions, which is completely unhelpful and can fuel a lot of the fear and panic that people are experiencing at the moment. And also to enable you to gauge the mood. So the more you are connecting with people, the more you're going to be able to tap into how they're feeling because people will be going through different things. Um, Because of the constraints around COVID-19, and I might use the travel as example, I was speaking to someone yesterday and she was very upset because she's unable to go back to her home country to see her grandfather who's had a stroke. Now she can't get out, her flight was cancelled. So her decision to go was made for her. But she is feeling a really deep sense of helplessness and a lot of sadness that she can't say goodbye to her grandfather. Now, these are the different things that our people are going to be going through. So it's really, really important to keep a gauge on the mood of people. And this is why the virtual um, contact is incredibly important. What I mean by that is seeing people by video. Uh, As I said, you need to communicate more often. And what I'm encouraging my clients to do is to touch base with their teams initially, at least once we start this remote working, three times a day. And it's checking in in the morning and making sure that they have clarity around what needs to happen. Uh, The second thing is a check-in in the middle of the day. How are we going? What are the hurdles? Is there any um, technology issues that we're experiencing? What might that be? And at the end of the day, it's a closeout. Now, you might not have to have that frequency. It's really depending on the level and um, the maturity of your team. But I am really encouraging those who are setting out on this uh, remote working journey to touch base with people at least the start at the end of the day. And when you have dynamic projects going on, for example, I absolutely recommend you check in three times a day. It might seem over the top, but you can, it enables you to jump on any issues that may arise in a really timely manner. And um, and it avoids the situation where, you know, you're working to a deadline and you've got to get something to a client at five and you find out issues at four o'clock. It's very, very hard to fix when you're not um, together. So I encourage that. Uh, I also really recommend to set up a structure. So how the team communicates together. So that's the greater team. And that might be part of your Monday morning meetings or your Friday meetings or even, um, you know, middle of the week meetings. But how do they communicate um, together? And also how the team communicates with their leader So that could be project-based, it could be uh, sales-based, it could be whatever your structure is for you. And then how the leader communicates up with the directors or upper-level management. But you, you get the drift. So it's really getting a clear structure in place as to how the team really communicates with each other how they communicate with their leader and um, how the leader then communicates with the um, upper level management or the directors. This is really to provide the leaders with a a sense of um, control 
and to be able to understand where the results are at and how people are progressing and if they need to um, help a particular team member or um, a particular team to move things forward if they're facing into challenges. Um, Another tip around communication is to really encourage the team to stay in touch via Teams or Slack or pick up the phone. But it's just encouraging that, you know, they're used to maybe, you know, working in a, a pod or they've got the ability to get up and go and ask a question or just simply roll their chair back and ask the person behind them. And that's taken away from them. So they can f- often feel quite isolated working from home. Um, you know, we, we often think, oh, working from home, it's so great. But when it goes on for a little while, people can feel very isolated. So it's really encouraging while we've got these structures in place for the meetings that they can still have that chatter, just that, you know, in incidental chatter with each other just to maintain relationships and a key thing for you is to be in tune with the tone and responses that people are sharing with you as I say really gauge the mood and understand where people are at and if they're struggling or if they're doing really well you know whatever it might be you can adjust and um, react accordingly Um, now my second tip is to be really clear on your expectations. So people need a lot of clarity when things are uncertain. So it's really about spelling out how much of what by when. So what do they have to do? When do they have to do it by? And what does that mean? You know, how are they going to do that? What does success look like for them? But it's been crystal clear on what your expectations are and ensuring that the team understand that. So it could be about paraphrasing or getting them to repeat back to you around um, what the the task or the project might be. So be very, very, very clear on your expectations. My third thing is to provide processes around uh, accountability, around document control and compliance, etc., Now, it's really enabling people to understand exactly what they have to do. You know, if you're dealing with a large volume of documents, how, what is the document control process that you need to be done? Can you provide them with a really clear checklist on what they need to do? So what's the first step, the second step, the third step? The easier you can make it for people to understand, the more chance you have of people actually doing it. And it's the same with your compliance guidelines that that's not going to change because people are working from home. So what are the compliance expectations of the business and how can they achieve that working remotely if it's different for them? Uh, Accountability. So we need to ensure that the team are being productive and that they're achieving the results that they need to. So having an accountability in place to enable you to check in and also to celebrate successes when people are doing really well, but to also know where you need to support people. And, you know, I hate to say it, but sometimes people can take advantage of these situations and it's understanding where your team are at. So my tips First one, 
keeping things as normal as possible. The second one is communication. The more, the better. Be very, very clear. Be structured about it initially. And um, it's going to uh, alleviate concern for you and for the team and to enable you to really stay connected, which is incredibly important at the moment. Uh, The third one is to be very, very clear on your expectations, so providing crystal clear clarity. And the fourth is to have processes for uh, accountability, document control, and compliance, etc., and making sure that you're making it easy for people to be able to comply to these things and to report back to you. So I, I really hope that these tips have helped you when you are assessing how to manage a remote workforce and maintain a level of connection and engagement across the business while you are working remotely. It can seem like more work, but it's really, it's really not. It's just working differently to get a positive outcome for what we're experiencing right now. And the more that you can engage and get the best out of your team right now in a very, very challenging situation, the better it's going to be for you in the long run and the better it's going to be for your team. Don't forget that people remember how you made them feel rather than what you do. So this is about really engaging and really encouraging that feeling of connectedness and the feeling of togetherness. Because of course, together you're going to get through this, but together you're going to get through the hard times. And it's also making sure that you are sharing with the team that you're doing the best that you possibly can and encouraging that response from them in return. So I wish you well. I wish your businesses well, and I hope that you and your family stay healthy and that you come, you know, out of this on top. I know it is going to be a challenge. We are going to get through this, and I, I'm absolutely sending my best wishes to you. Thanks for listening, and I hope that you have gained some great ideas and feel inspired to get out there and make what you do count for your leadership, your business, and your life. Please do leave a review for this podcast and please share it with your network. Send any feedback or suggestions for future guests by emailing me, julie at juliehide.com.au. For now, let's get out there and make it count.